Welcome to the Wealth and Purpose Podcast, where people who are led by their hearts come to learn the secrets to creating wealth in a way that feels really good and live their purpose fully in the process. I'm your host, Patty Lennon. I'm an ex-type A corporate banker turned intuitive business coach. I'm also a wife, a mom to two preteens, a professor, Girl Scout leader, and well, hey, you get it. Like you, I wear a lot of hats. Whether you're looking for inspiration to get started or strategies to get growing, I am here to help you create abundance in every area of your life and business. Welcome. Well, hello there, and welcome to this episode of the Wealth and Purpose Podcast. Hey, this is Patty Lennon, your host, and I want to thank you for giving me this time. I'm going to do my best to make the most of our time together right now by answering the question that I have been getting the most, which is, how do I keep my energy high? How do I stay positive? How do I tap resilience when it feels like it's getting so hard? And at the time that I'm recording this podcast, you may be listening to it in the future, but at this time, we are still in isolation during the COVID pandemic. And it's getting to a lot of people. There's a lot of things going on that's causing it to be hard for people. There's economics. There are just mental and social issues that go along with isolation. There's fear. There's just so many layers here that so many are dealing with. And so for you, it might be just the mental struggle of being stuck, of being inside. And the depending on how much freedom you've given yourself in life, in your life, how much you've allowed yourself to follow what your soul knows to be true and feel that freedom the more or less you're going to be triggered by this you know, limit of freedom that we have right now. And what I mean by that is if you already felt sort of trapped in your life, this physical isolation is going to be that much more grueling. You know, if you're someone that that is an extrovert and that really gets your energy from other people, then probably socially, you know, energetically that this is difficult there's a meme, some memes going around that are joking about, you know, when introverts even want to go out, it's pretty bad. So even those that aren't necessarily extroverts are feeling it. You may be feeling fear because of a job loss or a potential job loss, or you're, you have a loved one that is, you know, compromised or worse, you have a loved one that's sick. You might be dealing with grief. You might be actively grieving someone that is dying that you can't be with, or someone has died and you weren't able to be with them, or you're just not able to get comfort from being with your loved ones. All colors of the difficulty rainbow are alive right now. And I'm not sure that what I have to share is going to help every single situation. But my hope is that something I say right now is gives you the tool that you need. So we're going to go back to that trapped feeling and start there because I think that's the one that has the most space and the most opportunity in this pandemic. And what I mean by that is as difficult as the circumstances are that we find ourselves in, there is a lot of opportunity here. 
there's a lot of opportunity for, for clarity and for growth and for awareness and ahas. And that trapped feeling really can give us a doorway into what will make us truly feel alive. And the great thing is it can be done, you know, in this moment, you don't need to be released from isolation to feel it. And so what you can do with any emotion, but we'll stay with this trapped feeling is start to really feel into where is this feeling in your body? Where do you feel confinement? Where do you feel, you know, this sense that the world's closing in on you? If that's how it feels, is it tightness in your chest? Like maybe it's hard to breathe. Is it a, a tightness in your back? Does it feel like a weight on your shoulders? Where is it? And you want to breathe into it. What that means is as you breathe in, you want to intend for the breath to go to that area of your body. So as you breathe in, if it's a tightness in your chest, you really breathe in and feel your chest. You feel the oxygen in your chest. If it's on your shoulders, as you breathe in, you want to visualize that oxygen, feel that oxygen filling your shoulders. Now, if you're new to this, this may seem unusual. Like maybe it's you feel tightness in your your feet. You know, one of my kids, when that child is taking a test, scrunches up her toes. And it, it took us a while to figure that out, but it was after standardized testing, she would always say, my feet ache. And it was during lacrosse season. So we always thought it was her cleats. And then we figured out, no, she scrunches up her toes during the standardized tests. Well, you can breathe in and send that breath right down to your feet. Just the breath alone will help relieve some of the physical symptoms. But once you start doing that, and you you do need to give yourself some time and space for this, I would say at least 15 uninterrupted minutes, but ideally 30. And you want to start to see what thoughts come up, what words, what images. And if you can do that, what you'll start to see is that there's a wisdom being held inside your body that when you shove away truth about yourself and your life and you try not to look at it, it doesn't disappear. It gets hidden and the place it gets hidden is your body. And so if you're, you know, if that trapped feeling is what's keeping you from, you know, keeping your energy from being up, from being able to feel positive, really allowing that to help you get underneath where do you feel trapped in your life? You know, is there relationships, your career, you know, all of this, I think there's an amazing opportunity for as, as scary as it is for some financially to have limited work or to be at home temporarily on furlough. It also gives you a time to see, is this a job that makes me happy? Do I miss this job? Or if I took the money off the table, am I relieved I don't have to go there? Because right now, that's an amazing time to figure out, okay, well, well, if tomorrow the world opened back up, which job would you want to be going into? And it's okay if you don't know what the job specifically is, but what would you want the environment to be like? What would you want your desk to look like? So really using this as an opportunity to explore. So that's that's one way that you can take, if the situation that's keeping your energy down is this feeling of trapped, is use that. Use this as an exploration. Become an explorer. 
become an adventurer in your mind, in your heart, and see what gifts are hiding there about truths about who you want to be and what you want to be and what you want to do. The second place to look in this current environment, but even if we weren't in this current environment, that just works so beautifully. And it's actually exactly where we are in the receiving school right now is to declutter. And my recommendation is start small, especially if you struggle with decluttering. So for instance, you might want to start with a drawer or a shelf, or if it's maybe something where you don't need to declutter as much as organized, start with a closet. For instance, I just did my linen closet last week and organizing my linen closet always makes me feel better. It's not that I necessarily need to declutter in there. It's just that you know, depending on who puts the laundry away, (laughs) it can look like a hot mess. And just seeing order can really help. But specifically, if you can declutter and actually get rid of things, even if you're putting them into bags and just storing them, knowing that as soon as you can drop them off for a donation that they'll be out of your home can make such a big difference. Right before I started recording this podcast, I actually decluttered my client file drawer. You know, just pulling clients' files out and shredding them if our contracts are done. And it was such a good feeling. I was just remembering how much each of them had accomplished and just really blessing all the things that they did when we were together. And then thanking them for letting me spend time with them, but really releasing them because we're no longer together. And then, you know, I didn't really think it was going to be that big of a deal to do this. I hadn't done in a while. So there was, you know, probably clients from two years ago in the cabinet. And my intention for doing it was to make space for some learning them doing to be able to have room to file notes And it gave me the best feeling of, oh, I have space for more people now because that drawer had been really packed full. But the reality was that when I cleared out everyone I'm no longer working with, as much as I loved holding on to those notes and remembering how awesome our time was together, the reality is by doing that, I remembered that I have space to help other people. So it doesn't have to be that the thing you're letting go of is, you know, something that's bad or that you don't like. It's just something that's ready to move on. I have a cousin that had a huge t-shirt collection and finally he decided to just take pictures of all the t-shirts and then release the t-shirts to someone else that can use them. I know there's a company that actually makes quilts out of your t-shirts. So it doesn't mean if you're decluttering that the clutter is necessarily not something you loved at one point, or it doesn't mean you don't have affection for it. It means that the physicalness of it is no longer needed. And you can release that to create space for more. You know, one of the exercises we do in the receiving school is clearing a bookshelf. And and I tell them, look, if you even just take one book off the shelf and then you donate it or give it to someone What you do is you create space for more knowledge. You create space for more wisdom because you're saying, you know what? I've I've received this. This is good. And now I'm ready to share it, right? 
So decluttering is a wonderful way to give you something physical to do that really moves energy and moves you towards progress and moves you towards openness. And then I think there's a whole psychosocial issue that's happening, especially in the current situation that we're in. But, you know, depending on what's going on in your life, this can happen at any time where you just find yourself surrounded by a lot of negativity. I was uh, at Target this morning. It's the only time I've gone to Target this whole time. And I went because I heard, rumor had it, that there might be disinfectant wipes. So I got up and I went, you know, when they opened and gosh, people were just so unhappy. And I found myself kind of being a little triggered because the workers were barking at people and All of a sudden I realized, you know what? I can be an ambassador right now. I can be an ambassador for kindness because I have that. I I have enough overflow to give. And I just smiled. The woman yelled at me and I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for um, making your job harder. And she was yelling at me because I was going to do self-checkout. And I guess I had a bulk item and I wasn't allowed. And and she said, didn't you see the sign? And I was like, I said, I'm so sorry. I didn't. I really didn't. It was small. <laughs> I was trying to do everything right and I still got it wrong. And you know, that can be a trigger for me still to this day, because one of my wounds as a kid was I always tried to be perfect. I tried to follow all the rules and be perfect. And although I've worked myself out of that, when that comes up of someone accusing me of not following a rule that I tried to follow, that can be really bad. (laughs) And I, you know, and I, and I found it. And what I found is that by taking what she offered me and finding compassion for it and giving her back something different, it actually made me feel better. What I can guarantee you is if I had absorbed it and not reacted, if I had reacted badly back to her, none of those would have helped with my energy. And sometimes it's hard to find the smile for the person that's negative. But I promise you that will always take you to higher ground more than any other situation. Now, if you can't manage the smile, don't. You don't have to force it. But if you can, you start a ripple effect of kindness and it always comes back. It always comes back to you. I think the most important, the most important tool we have also, especially in situations like that, but across all of what we're dealing right now in isolation, but even when we come out of isolation, is to slow down. It, it, which is kind of funny because it probably feels like you're walking through mud anyway, but slow down, come to this moment. What do you need in this moment? What do you want in this moment? What do you desire? What feels right for you? If you can come into this moment, you can pull yourself into really, really good, juicy energy at any moment, at any moment, because no matter what is going on, that's really upsetting you or that's bringing your energy down 99.99999% of the time, I'd even posit 100% of the time it is happening in the future or the past. You know, even if you're looking at a furlough or a job loss, 
the thing that's causing you pain isn't happening in this moment. It's your fear that you're not going to be able to go back to work. You're not going to be able to pay a bill. You know, just so many different fears can come up, but they're fears about what's happened in the future, or maybe you're feeling the pain of your boss telling you you're not going to have a job when you feel like you were so dedicated to that company. But in this moment, most likely you're fine. In this moment, you likely have food and heat. And if you're listening to this, I I would imagine you have some form of electronics. And if you don't have those things in this moment, what is it that you do need? And then where can you get it? What I found is um, as I've been talking to people, one thing that's been causing strain on them is a feeling that something's been taken away from them. Their freedom's been taken away from them. Money's been taken away from them. Sanity has been taken away from them. I felt that from moment to moment. And the thing is that whatever we desire, the universe can meet that. It can meet that. And I actually have a story that highlights this in such a fascinating way. But I want to say in this moment, the key though, is if you focus on something being taken away from you, you make it impossible for the universe to bring it to you. But if you focus on what you desire, so for even going back to the job, I don't have a job right now. Okay. Then you desire a job. Perhaps that's what it is, is I desire a job. Get really clear about what you desire and move your focus away from what you've lost. In a way that this came up for a lot of people in my world, I spend time with a lot of entrepreneurs because I'm an entrepreneur, because of the networks I belong to, also because a lot of my clients tend to be entrepreneurs. A lot of discussion about the PPP money not getting to them. You know, I didn't get the loan. One person said to me, I wasn't approved. And when we talked more, this was right after, this was during the first round. They said, you know, I wasn't approved. And I said, oh, you weren't approved. That's odd because I knew their situation. And when we talked through it, they said, well, no, I was approved, but there's no more money. And I said, okay. So then you really want to be clear. I was approved and I'm just waiting for the money, right? So get clear. And so many people talking about, I didn't get the money. These large organizations got the money. I talked about it last week in the Stimulus Resentment podcast or two weeks ago. And um, I said, just, you you want to be clear about what you want. You don't want the PPP money. You want a 1% loan or you want free money. Decide what it is you desire. You want cheap debt. You want free money. What is it that you want? And keep. And so I have been saying over and over again to so many people, if you want 1% debt, then say, I want 1% debt. Almost every day I've said to someone, 1% debt is everywhere. 1% debt is everywhere. And the funniest thing is we need to replace our boiler at some point. And by happenstance, because it's 10 years old, and by happenstance, we happen to be with a neighbor who is our also our plumber. And he had just put a unit in a house and he was showing us the house because it's going to be sold. It's on our block and we were checking it out. And he was showing us the boiler and I was like, ooh, it's so pretty. It's quiet. Ours is older. It's loud. And it has a water heater right in it. And he was just giving us all the beautiful things about it. He was like, yeah, we can talk about putting one of these in your place. And in my head, I was thinking, "Mm, do I really want to put cash out right now? 
in the situation we're in, do we do we want to be making that kind of investment right now or should we wait a couple of months? I didn't say it out loud to him, but I felt the desire for this beautiful, energy efficient boiler. And he goes, and the great thing is I have a partnership with the energy savings organization in, in the state we live. It's a government organization and they are giving 10-year 1% financing. So he's like, it's close to free money. So it was just so funny that here I am saying every day to other people, 1% debt is everywhere. And then there it is. It came to me. Yesterday, I was on a website feeling like I really wanted some flowers, specific flowers, the colors of my brand um, for my office, both because I just painted the wall that I sit in that I do my videos from. And I thought flower, fl- fresh flowers be really beautiful. And I saw this website and he had this perfect arrangement, all these beautiful different color roses. And I was like, oh, that's what I want. But as I read the reviews, I saw that the flowers, because the way they're arranged, die after a couple of days. And that didn't feel good. And I'm like, nope. I really, what I really want are those roses, those color roses, but I want them to stay alive for a while. I want, I think I want them in a vase. This morning, a uh, person that I had referred a client to just sent me two dozen roses that look exactly like the ones that I was looking at. It can happen that quickly. The key is you need to get clear on what you desire. And to me, getting clear on what you desire, getting into the moment, breathing, and allowing yourself to stay here, not jump to the future or the past, that's the key to keeping your energy high. That's the key to finding resilience. I was just telling a story to my book coach because we're working through the final pieces of the No Space for Magic book that I believe we will be releasing in the fall. Um, It's definitely coming soon. And we were looking for a pivot story, the story that sort of embodies where everything changed. And I don't think I'm ever going to find just one, but there is one that really embodies it um, well. And I've talked about it here. And it was um, when I launched my first conference, there were so many things that were working against me conceptually. The budget was $45,000 and my husband was out of work and I was still fairly new in business. I think I was producing maybe $50,000 in income, maybe. My mom had died. I had little kids. I had a list of 150 people, certainly not what people would consider to be the size list you want. Or I had a list of 300, but the conference area that I booked, you know, was 150 seats. And I really needed to fill it and sell all those tickets to make the budget. I mean, there were so many things working against me. And yet when, you know, we successfully did launch that conference, it was, um, it was just one of the most beautiful events in my life, not just in my business life, in my life. And it came down to one moment. And it was a moment where I brought my kids on stage and introduced them to everyone. And what I had explained to them in the months leading up to the conference, when I was not there to put them to bed, when I was out doing speaking engagements to build buzz and, and doing so many things, I, I explained to them what sweat equity was. And I said, you're part of my business. Like you're giving up your story time to help us grow this business. Then that means you're part of it. 
And when I pull them on stage, I introduce them and I thank them for their investment. And they were also my very first two crowdfunders. They were the first two people to give me money in my crowdfunding campaign, which was also part of it. And the looks on their faces and the energy I felt from them was unbelievable. And through all of it, through the, the months leading up to it, when I was grieving my mom and worrying about money and worrying about whether I would fill this event, and if I'd made the biggest mistake in my life, the one thing that kept me going was picturing bringing my kids up on stage and thanking them. And when I wanted to give up, I would think about that moment. And although I was willing to give up for myself, there was no way I was going to let their sacrifice go to waste. And that moment would always keep me going. And when that moment became a reality, it was so much more spectacular for so many reasons I can't even put into words. I knew I had taught them something. I knew that I had helped them understand that sometimes we don't always get what we want meaning they didn't always get mom at that time. But sometimes we can make small sacrifices for a short period of time and get something much more spectacular. And so if all the other stuff I said here hasn't helped, (laughs) which is fair, (laughs) I would say look look for a moment in the future that you can hold on to a beautiful moment, a beautiful future memory that makes you feel like what we've gone through has purpose. And allow that to call you forward. Allow when you get into your darkest moments to think about that and allow it to pull you out and pull you up and let you put one foot in front of the other. That's what gave me resilience. and. It works like a charm. I've used it many, many other times with smaller memories, smaller future memories. But I promise you, if you can give yourself the time to get into your heart, to feel what your body and your soul need you to know right now, which is the gift that this isolation can give us, is that wisdom. If you can breathe, if you can be patient with yourself, Stay in this moment, reach for a future moment that's going to be spectacular because of what you're doing, physically, emotionally, mentally declutter. Those are the tools that I'm using right now. Those are the tools I've always been able to use that will lift you up, clear things out, make it easier, guide you in creating resilience. That's what's worked for me. I hope something I've said can work for you. And if you're looking for inspiration, if you're looking to fill yourself up with beautiful words and ideas, then ask the universe for that. Ask the universe to bring that to you. You have so many guides and angels that can help. But the key is you got to ask. You got to ask for exactly what you want. Know it in your heart. Be so clear about it and ask boldly. And I promise it can be delivered to you. The key is you got to know what it is. And then you have to ask. So thank you for letting me spend this time with you. 
I wish you so much love. I wish you peace. I wish you health. And I hope that if you have pain and suffering or stress in your heart or in your life, that it is lifted. It is lifted even if it was just for this half hour we spent together, but I hope it is lifted for good. Have a beautiful day. Hey, thanks for listening. And if you know someone who needs to hear this message, please share this podcast with them. And if you're feeling really generous, I'd love for you to leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. It helps us reach many more people. And it fills my heart with so much joy when I hear what you had to say about what you heard. I am cheering for your success. Have an amazing day. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.